Hello and welcome. I'm Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets satisfyingly single. For those tuning in with me for the first time, I want to let you know that I've had the opportunity to expound on a Bible plan I wrote years ago entitled Sufficiently Secure, Supernaturally Saved, Single, Satisfied, and Set Apart. My aim in writing this Bible plan was to encourage individuals, primarily singles, but not exclusively singles, to remain encouraged and to not get caught up thinking that your identity is in a relationship with another person. It is important that we all understand that intentionally staying wrapped up in a relationship with Jesus Christ is where our identity truly lies. God-honoring relationships are magnificent, but our intended target in life is to identify the right relationships we need to pursue and we need to be able to confidently identify the relationships that need to be stopped and left all the way alone. Sometimes it is during the seasons in life where we feel it's so hard and difficult where God is using those experiences to train us and he's using it for a training ground for our overall development. And what we go through during those seasons of growth when certain things are presented to us, whether we're in a relationship or a friendship, we are able to see things clearly, we're able to hear things clearly, and we know God's voice in the midst of all distractions. And I encourage you, if you haven't already, please go back and take some time to listen to the secure and satisfied podcast series and catch up on those motivational aims that I addressed over those past episodes. So my aim is to encourage you because some people will look at a season of singleness thinking that something is wrong with them and the way that people project certain ideas and thoughts and their actions on a single person, if it's not checked, it can be internalized as if it's something just detrimental and it's something that needs to hurt and just get off of them. They don't like it. Not realizing that singleness is a time or can be used as a time to glorify God, number one, and then to maximize the time God has given you to do what he's called you to do. Okay? Because some people, they look at it through the wrong lens. They look at singleness through the wrong, distorted lens And they feel like they need to jump into something, even if it's the wrong thing, just to get out of that relational state because they're just so eager and they're not satisfied where they are. But we don't want to get to the point where we're jumping into the wrong thing. We want to jump into the right God-honoring things, okay? So let's just jump into today's motivational aim that I stated earlier, which is living satisfyingly single. Now, I have a few questions for you. They are rhetorical questions meant for you to prayerfully think about. Okay, question number one. Are you satisfied where you are? When I say satisfied, I mean, are you content? Are you satisfied? Are you in a state of peaceful joy in your current relational status, whether you are single or married? And if you're not, why aren't you? What is the issue? Are you satisfied where you are? 
Are you seeking to hurriedly get out of your current condition with the hopes that singleness or marriage will fix your issues? Okay, question number two. Are you content in Jesus Christ? So what I'm asking you is, in your current relational status, are you satisfied? Are you content in the promises of God for your life coming to pass, even in this current state that you're in? Are you content that Jesus loves you, even when it appears that others don't? And are you content knowing that if God is for you, that is better than the whole world against you? So just to reiterate that question, are you content in Christ? Question number three. Are you eager or anxious to change your relational status? What I'm asking you is, although you might be single or married, are you discontent in where you are to the point where you are angry and willing to do anything to make your relationship status desire a reality? Are you willing to do the wrong things To make a situation be what you think you want? Are you so fixated on changing a relational status that you covet someone else's life? For example, if you're single and you are not content, do you covet? Do you want something that belongs to someone else? Because there's a difference. You could possibly want something that somebody else has, like if somebody has a car. You could say, oh, you know, I want a new car. But it becomes a covetous issue when someone says, I want this particular person's car. And they begin racking their brain and just they're so fixated on getting that person's car, trying to figure out how they can take it from that person when they can go to a car lot and go get their own. Now you have some people who want to be in a relationship and they're so eager to change their relational status that they just don't want a relationship with somebody because there are millions of people to choose from. But they want someone else's person, someone else's spouse, someone else's boyfriend or girlfriend. They want that person's person. If you're in a situation like that, you need to really check yourself and bring those matters to God. And there are some people, some people who are coveting someone else's spouse. They're coveting someone else's relationship when the person is not legally or spiritually theirs to even really desire. And you have some people who are coveting married people coveting a single person's life which is one to get out of a committed relationship and a vow they made before God and their responsibilities and you have some single people wanting to covet a married person's situation so to ask my question again are you eager or anxious to change your relationship status Are you satisfied where you are and when things align in God's timing, 
Will you be okay with that? Question number four. Are you aware that you are complete in Christ? And what I'm saying is, are you really aware and do you understand that in Christ, you are complete and you lack no good thing? Did you know that you are highly proficient when you are in Christ and you are whole when you're in Christ? You're not missing parts. And don't you ever forget that and fall into this snare and believe that in order to be complete, you need something or someone. You are complete in Christ. But to just ask that question again, are you aware that you are complete in Christ? Question number five. If you are single, do you feel incomplete? Do you feel or identify yourself as lacking or as if you're missing parts? And if you do feel that way, why do you feel that way? And who told you that you were incomplete? Who told you that since you are single, you are nothing? Who told you that since you are single, you lack so-and-so and such-and-such? Who told you that when you get married, if you are single, then you will be whole? Who told you that if you are married, the only way to be complete is to become single? And if you feel incomplete or less than, where is that coming from? What voices have you been listening to? What programs have you been watching? What have you been reading What have you been looking at? What music have you been saturating yourself and your mind in? Where did that come from? Who are you comparing yourself to? And remember, if you are comparing yourself to someone, remember they are only giving you and showing you the bits and pieces of reality where they just want you to see, which is those good angles and those good sides. So... To just reiterate that question, question number five. If you are single, do you feel incomplete? And if you do feel incomplete, why do you feel incomplete? Why do you see yourself as lacking something? Who told you to lack something about yourself? And I want to ask those questions just to give you all something to think about as it relates to your current state of contentment in your relationship status. It is very important to stay armored up in the word of God so that you will know the truth because believing lies contrary to God's word about you will always cause you to feel unsatisfied with yourself and where God has you. When one anxiously dwells, and I'm talking about somebody who is anxiously waiting for something but they have that nastiest negative attitude and they're saying that they're content and they're waiting but in actuality they're moving in haste they're worried they hate where they are and they are anxiously and determined to make and take matters into their own hands by making their dreams a reality outside of the will of God. And when one does that, a host of negative consequences follow. See, a person can be so discontent 
dissatisfied, and their mind can be so fixated on being married too, living there happily ever after too, beginning a family too, marrying their best friend too, that a relationship that is meant to serve God in a God-honoring way, producing fruit-filled results, soon becomes an idol that one improperly worships, hoping to quickly and haste change their relational status. See, when this type of thing happens, the person has taken their eyes off of God's providence, off of God's promises for their life, and they're taking their eyes off of God's provision, and they've allowed Satan to have an inroad in intentionally filtering distractive, self-gratifying lies regarding things, positions, and status, all in an attempt to cause the person to feel discontent and dissatisfied. When anybody heavily focuses on what they don't have, and then they focus on their displeasures of where they are, this could possibly produce a host of choices that could potentially lead to daily seeking how to accomplish one's dream outside of God's will and then later wanting God to bless a relationship or a decision that he did not ordain. As a single or if you are married with God-honoring dreams and aspirations, aim to not rush in a relational process that takes time and much prayer. Aim to not rush into a situation because you feel left out or you feel as if people are talking about you. I'm here to let you know right now, whether you are single, whether you are married, whether you are widowed, divorced, or you're content in your singleness, no matter what people are talking about you, they are, okay? Someone's talking about you right now. Somebody's talking about me right now. Who cares? The goal is to be content and satisfied in Christ no matter what. Because even if you're single and you go get married and you're thinking, oh man, people are talking about me because I'm single. I got to get this single disease off of me. Okay, now you get married. Now they're talking about you some more. Oh, and don't have a family. They're talking about you even more. People are just going to find stuff to talk about no matter what. Okay? That's just what some simpletons do. That's just what they do. I mean, let's say there's somebody single. Let's say Brother Solo has been single for a long time. And Brother Solo is being talked about. So let's say he's at his place of worship or he's at the job. And somebody says, man, Brother Solo been single for a long time. And somebody will say, man, I think something wrong with him. Seriously. I've never seen him with an attractive lady on his own. Plus, it might be hard for him, you know. He is in his early 40s and, you know, he old now. Nobody wants him. See, Brother Solo can't find what he's looking for because he's been out the game for so long, man. And he has high standards, you know. He said he wants a woman who has sense and a lady who puts God first. And he wants her to be beautiful to him, boy. His standards too high. Yeah, man, Brother Solo went on and found a good job. I think he put so much into his work because he's ashamed of his singleness, you know. I would be too. I don't think anybody wants to marry Brother Solo. Nobody wants him. And he doesn't want a family. 
That's why he's single. And plus, Brother Solo, he think too much, you know. He just needs to jump into these relationships and stop thinking about them. Just, just jump in. Stop trying to think things through with these people. Did y'all hear? Brother Solo brought a young lady to the church with him. Did you catch her name? Yeah, man, I think her name's Sister Alone. Oh, okay. I bet Sister Alone got about 15 kids, huh? She after him for his money. Nah, man, Sister Alone, she's single too. I don't think she have any children. But I bet she uh, has some somewhere, you know. Probably got some hiding somewhere so she can trap him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she can't disclose him just yet because she got to trap him. Because she need him to take care of her kids. You know, that's what they do. Sister alone look like that type. I wonder why it's taking us so long to get with somebody now. You know what? I think they probably socially awkward. I wonder how they met. Yeah, I mean, she can't be that awkward, man. You know, she went to school, too. She has a decent job. Oh, well, she probably want a family, too, because she look old. Did y'all hear Brother Solo and Sister Alone? They got married. What? They got married? They gonna divorce soon, though. Because, you know, she like to shop. I look on her Instagram and her Facebook, and all she do is post these luxurious purses and shoes and items. Yeah, man, I think they struggling because, you know, he had to move out of his apartment. I don't know where they stay now. I mean, I know they struggling, man. He was better off single. Y'all remember when I told y'all how Brother Solo just had it going on? You know, how he was a young man. He was in his early 40s. Everybody wanted him. Everybody. I wonder why he got married. You see that? People will talk about you, and they'll just be talking, lying, saying stuff that they didn't say. They'll talk about you for being single, then you get married. They'll talk about you for being married. It just never stops. That's why you have to be content in Christ and not focusing in on people's criticism. Focusing on the character of other people. You focus on Christ because people are going to be who they are and you need to be who you are in Christ. At least you need to be content on where he has you. And don't focus on what people are going to think about me. What are they going to say? I've been single for so long. I'm tired of this. Man, take your time. Be content in Christ. And don't believe the lies that in order to be satisfied, you need a specific person a specific way at a specific time or you need this or that. You will only be satisfied and secure when you seek first the kingdom of God and maintain your relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are no cutting corners on that process of contentment and it takes a lot of work. True, fulfilled, lifelong satisfaction begins with God. Even when God blesses you in a relational status upgrade from courting or dating to marriage, if God is not sought after first and if God is not the center, focal point, or foundational rock in that relationship, it will not succeed and it just won't work. If Jesus is not in it, you're going to have some problems whether somebody is dating or married. That's just what it is. And you have some people who will honestly tell you 
what a relationship is really like when Jesus is not the center, when Jesus is not the focal point, and when Jesus is not the foundation. They will tell you. People who are honest will tell you. And there are some listeners listening. They know without a doubt that there are issues that come up when Jesus is not the focal point in a relationship or marriage or friendship. A family is serious. That's why it's important to remain content in Christ in every area and aspect of our lives. And we must follow God's will, word, and way. And you hear me say this all of the time. Ask God for wisdom. Okay, remember satisfaction begins with seeking God first in all that you do. So all your God-honoring dreams and aspirations will come true. And relationship statuses don't satisfy everything concerning you. But contentment in Jesus Christ is a true and the only qualifier for satisfaction in your life. So aim to take time daily in prayer and ask God to reveal the areas of your life where you've lost sight of seeking satisfaction in Christ, whether it is in your marriage or somebody's marriage, their singleness, or any area or issue that you and God know about. And then take time to daily aim to live a life of contentment in all areas of your life. But remember, it will take time and it will take work. You're just not going to wake up and be like, I'm content. I'm cool. I'm content. No, it's going to be a lot of things coming against you and coming at you where you have to stay and focus in on God's promises for your life. And you have to reject everything that goes against or contrary to true contentment in Christ. So it's not going to be just a one time I wake up and it's done. No, it's a continuous process. And don't beat yourself up either. If you feel like you failed and you feel like, man, I haven't been content in Christ. I've been seeking after the wrong thing. What's wrong with me? God, forgive me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me is what you should say. But don't beat yourself up. You don't have time for that. Reflection is great, but refocusing and repenting is better. So aim to repent and forgive yourself if you sought satisfaction outside of Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you back to God's plan of salvation, satisfaction, sufficiency, and security in your life. And the scripture I would like to leave you with today is Philippians, the fourth chapter and the twelfth verse, which reads, I know both how to make do with little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I've learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I selected this scripture for you as an encouraging reminder because it is of absolute importance to understand that living a life of contentment in Christ is an intentional decision. It doesn't mean that you are content where you are and That's where you'll always be. No, it means that you are progressing in life in each stage and in each phase. No matter what it is, you're content knowing that God will provide for you at each season, no matter what it is. When we are truly content in Christ, it means that we're satisfied and we are resting. We are not anxiously 
doing things to hurry up and get out of the developmental stages of life God has us in. No, we are doing what we need to do to progress, but we aren't spinning our wheels, we aren't racking our brains, and we aren't causing confusion and panic. And we most definitely are not causing worry in our minds or to those around us. No, contentment is resting wherever God has you. And this means remaining at peaceful contentment regardless of the situations that are surrounding us and then what's happening on the inside of us and around us. So as I stated earlier, contentment is not easy, but it is an intentional choice to trust God and be satisfied as he guides you, as he directs you, and as he promotes you. Our circumstances change on a consistent basis, but even in the change, contentment is required. When we are truly content in Christ, we are learning what it means to trust him, remain confident in Christ, and believe his word regarding each level of life you are living. Okay, because when you trust God, you are truly illustrating to him that you're content and wherever he leads you, you're ready just to fall in line. Okay, so no matter what relational status you find yourself in, don't fret, don't be sad, don't be weary, don't be anxious, but aim to live a life of God-honoring contentment as you wait for God's best for your life. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download the sufficiently secure, supernaturally saved, single, satisfied, and set-apart devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel, and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target. And another way to connect with me is on the YouVersion Bible app, where you can subscribe and complete a variety of Bible plans individually or collectively with your friends, your co-workers, and family. Remain encouraged as God strengthens you to be sufficiently secure in who you are. Thank Him that He supernaturally saved you. Praise God that He's keeping you. Praise God that He's satisfying you and setting you apart for great things in your life. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.